Hi, welcome to Authentic Conversation with Kim. I hope you had a great day. That you're safe and at peace and you're breathing. Today was a good day. Today was a good day. I realized that everything is not for everybody. And that's okay. And I probably mentioned it at some point in one of the podcasts before in reference that everything is not for everybody. And everybody ain't for everybody. Like every person is not for every person. And it's good that when you find your thing and you find your people and you know, you're in harmony. That's a wonderful thing. It thrives. It's like the puzzle, you know, the piece that fits. And it's just a beautiful thing. But I realized that everything is not for everybody. I mentioned before, like, bungee jumping, that's not for me. <laughs> it's just not. Oh, I'm feeling a lot better. Um, if hopefully, hopefully you could tell. But, yeah, it's not for everybody. And so bungee jumping is not for me. Certain things, like even growing up, like certain things that I saw people doing, it just wasn't for me. And then I realized that some things you just end up gravitating towards because of the people you're around. And then sometimes, like, you just feel uncomfortable. You know it's not for you. But you're doing it for the sake of people or because somebody's watching you or somebody told you it's your thing and it's just not your thing. You know what I mean? And so I'm learning and perceiving that, you know, for the most part. And I mean, after a certain age, you already know, like, nah, that ain't for me. It's <laughs> certain things are just not for me. So that's one of the things that I was thinking about and it helped me to get on a podcast to talk about. And then I was thinking about maturing and growing up. So I have a person in my life that is very dear to me. Like, dear, dear, dear. Very dear to me. But they be tripping. (laughs) They dear, like... It's that kind of person, like, you can't, like, you can't leave them. You know what I'm saying? It's that kind of person, like, you can't leave. Like, you're going to have a relationship for life. You just, that's just it. Very dear to me. And so, we've gone through a lot of stuff together. But I realized in the relationship, like, we're always going to perceive things differently out of age. You know, just, just how we grew up different experiences we're going to perceive things differently and it's ironic because you would think that we would have the same perception on a lot of things based on some you know things that drew us together but it's just really not the case it's just really not the case it's just really not the case and so I realized in a relationship like and I talk about being a bigger person and most of the time I am and sometimes like I will be like nah, I don't feel like being a big person right now. I'm just going to go in. And they can't deal with me going in. Like, they just can't. They shut down. 
And so I realized that. So then for the most part, it really don't make no sense for me to go in because I already know you can't deal. And most people can't deal with me when I go in. And when I say go in, like, start being petty or, you know, just being angry and upset and just getting at them, like, how about this, 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 and this? Like, people really can't deal with me when I do that. So I try not to do it because I already know, like, the conversation is going to be shut down because they're going to excuse themselves because they can't deal. And... I, I don't think that I'm argumentative. I just think that I argue well, <laughs> if that makes sense. So anyway, so happens that we was having a conversation today, which was a business conversation. And I was just telling them some information that I had, but they had information too. But come to find out, we had two different, you had sets of different information or we perceived something differently. And so I was just trying to convey, okay, this is the information that I have. And so if we're arguing, then we're never going to be able to have a conversation in order to find out what it is that we have that's similar or what's different and to figure out how to proceed forward. And then, so they went petty. <laughs> so wait, they calmed down for a while. But then they went petty because then I was like, yo, you really need to grow up. So they was like, well, you need to grow up. And I'm like, really? Like, that's what people do. Like, I say something about you, so then you want to point it back to me instead of dealing with what I said. Why is that always the case? Because we don't want to deal with what other people say. And I feel like if that's the case, you really don't respect that person. Or again, you're just not trying to deal with whatever is being said. So I was like, whatever. So you need to, so I was like, you need to um, grow up. And then they was like, you need to grow up. So I was like, all right. So then I said, you need to do this. And then they was like, well, you need to do that. But when they said you need to do that, they said something that was totally, utterly uncalled for. So I was like, uh, pause. Was that necessary? No, actually it wasn't. So my point was totally proven how you need to grow up because we have moved on. We have solidified some stuff. We talked about some stuff. I just made a comment based on my perception of the individual and then here they go being petty, which means you got to grow up because again, it was totally uncalled for. So I was like, checkmate. So I, I, um, I proved my point. Now, whether or not tomorrow... It's going to matter. I don't know. But I know tonight I got a victory <laughs> in that conversation. And I was kind of pleased with it. But I realized that, like, if you don't be the person in the relationship, regardless of what the relationship is, in order to bring attention to some stuff, because I'm like, at the end of the day, and I meant what I said, like, I'm not going and I'm not going to be in this year the same way I've been in any other year prior to this year. It's not okay. And any part that I've played in anything that I haven't been comfortable with or I've been a part of that wasn't conducive to wholeness and wellness and peace and grace and love and transformation, like, I don't have, I don't want to have a part of it. However, I realized, like I said, 
there are some people in our lives that are just going to be in our lives and I can't even see myself saying oh you don't get to go with me into the new year you understand what I'm saying like it's some people like that now don't get me wrong it's some people like (laughs) you're not going with me in the new year and if I see you in this year like how you doing but we not rocking you know what I'm saying like that's how I feel but there are some people that's just you know they gotta go with you you want them to go with you but I you know I made decisions too that if you're gonna be here and I'm gonna be here this is how we're gonna have to move forward and this is how we're going to have to converse. And this is how we're going to have to be. Because, again, we're grown. And I'm not talking about a toddler. I'm talking about a grown person that's supposed to know better. And the fact of the matter is because I've known them for so long, I know they know better. Why they not doing better? That is to be determined. And the fact of the matter is when you really love somebody and you care about somebody and they're important to you, you know, you go through what you have to go through in a sense to help them, but it doesn't mean that you don't make the changes that you need to make, whereas if this person never gets it, that it hurts you or harms you. Yeah, you'll be disappointed. Yeah, you'll be upset. But at the end of the day, you've done everything that you can for your life to be a reflection of that which you want to, want to be in the relationships that you have. And there's, again, there's just some relationships that you're going to have. And you have to make that decision. You know, you're not talking to me crazy. And I'm not disrespecting you. Please don't disrespect me. And if you're angry with somebody else, you don't get to take that out on me. If there's a misunderstanding, then we're going to figure it out. If we need to take a break, then we'll take a break. If we need to pray, then we're going to pray. But, you know, it's, it's the peace that you have when the phone call is over. Or when the person walks away. And that's what, you know, matters to me at the end of the day. Because what you're not going to do and what you can't say is that I'm a part of your being belligerent or being upset or being miseducated or being ignorant or acting foolish or being petty. You know, I'm not going to feed on that. And it's funny because... Somebody had told me that somebody that they know was, you know, having an argument or somebody was trying to argue with them. And then it was like, well, no, you can argue by yourself and hung up the phone, you know, and excuse themselves. And sometimes we have to do that, you know. And again, I can argue with the best of them. I took debate. (laughs) I got facts. I have information and I'm very vocal as you know so you know just because I can doesn't mean I have to or doesn't mean I will and I think that's where you know the maturity comes in that that you know raising blood pressure and getting upset over things that again you one you don't have anything to do with it or you're not able to control or 
the fact that it's somebody else's problem and they're trying to place it on you or make you the bad guy or whatever or somebody has resentment over years of stuff that they fail to deal with and address like that's not my problem or factual information that you have the facts right in front of you why do you have to argue facts you don't because it's facts and the fact and the fact of the matter is that a lot of this stuff is researchable so you could go and research information you don't have to argue i'm just going to point you to to the library do people even go to libraries anymore i think they do i still have a library card by the way but you get my point so again it's it's about maturing and transitioning if you will i think that's a good word transitioning and the relationships that you have with people. And as much as I love, I love, I love my peoples. I love them. But you realize that, you know, some people will try to blame you or put you in places that is not you. Or some people will try to pigeonhole you in a place that you no longer exist. And you already know, and I know this for a fact, people have selective memories. Undiagnosed, but selective memories. And that, you can't argue with somebody who has a selective memory. You just can't. It's just a waste of time because you're like, no, you said, no, I did. You said that. No, this is what happened. No, and you go back and back and forth in a full circle back to it. And then things are said again. Voices get raised and you get nowhere. And then again, not only with people who have selective memory, but people who remember things differently than you remember them. Or they saw a picture, you looking at the same picture, and they see something different than what you see. You, like, it's a waste of time of trying to convince somebody and persuade somebody or to get them. Somebody has to bow out and be like, nah, if that's how you saw it, fine. If that's how you perceived it, okay. If that's how you remember it, okay. Like, it's nothing really that you can do about that. And so that's some of me and this person's conversations most of the time prior to now and it would just be like oh my goodness like (laughs) are you kidding me right now and again getting nowhere and because hallelujah there's genuine love there strangely enough you know it'll blow over and then things will be fine and things will be peaceful, things will be okay until the next moment when there's a selective memory or next moment when you know you can't hear the hard truth or you won't take the hard truth because this is the thing that I realize as we mature and we grow we come to hard truths And people who don't come to hard truths or who don't mature are very, they're incapable of receiving hard truths. 
And then that's another argument that you end up having. Hard truths, decisions. Hard truths, relationships. Hard truths, things that they've done that you've seen done. You know, hard truths, things that should be happening or could be happening. Hard truths. You know, and again, when we're mature enough to deal with hard truths, you got to, you know, put your age on your chest and you handle it. And at the end of the day, it's basically coming from someone who you respect and or care about or who genuinely loves you and are able and and is able to give you a hard truth that you can accept for what it is and then make the adjustments thereof to walk in that hard truth and to allow that hard truth to make you better and not bitter to make you you know more vigilant to make you responsive to to correcting it to not repeating it and you realize that some people no matter how old they get they're not going to be able to take hard truths or it's everybody but them And if you don't do your, and, I, and I've done this and I make it a point to do this, anytime I come up against certain situations with certain people or with people or with a group of people, whatever it is, because life happens, I do my checklist. And one of the things that's on my checklist is what did I do? Where did I go wrong? How did I? You understand what I'm saying? Because I am an individual that's a part of the whole and somehow you either part of the problem or you part of the solution and or you know you could have been a problem or your solution may have not been accepted irrespective that's one of the evaluations that I do and that's one of the criteria of me so at the end of the day after I've done that if I'm faced with a hard truth about a situation then I'm like okay I can admit that that was me. Now, how do I rectify it? How do I fix it? What do I do? How do I walk away? How do I stay? Whatever it is. And that is a part of growing up and being mature. Not, you know, let's ignore, like, it's everybody but me. That may not be the case. And the thing about it is, sometimes it's not you in a bad way. It's you in a good way. And that's not even accepted. That's a part of it, too. But no matter what it is, we still have to take responsibility for our presence and our involvement in a situation. And then do our checklist to see how we were a part of it. And so those are the things that I was thinking about on today. And oh, I have to pay honor to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I thought about him earlier today because I saw somebody put one of the quotes up and I don't recall what the quote was offhand. I would have to think about it. But, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist. Y'all don't know that, but I am. I'm a conspiracy theorist. And so, you know, I try to refrain sometimes um, with you guys for the podcast of talking about 
excuse me, some of my um my conspiracy theories because they mine <laughs> and I'm not ready to put them out there. I'm really just not I'm not ready to put them out there. Maybe when I feel a little bit more secure and I have a a, a, a lot more backing then I could say some stuff. But right now, you know, I pause on that. But what I will say is that I think it's sad and you know this is this is not this is, I'm preaching to the choir I already know or I'm talking to the choir basically because we've all sang this song you know it's I mean, I mean I don't really think it matters your race but I just think it's sad that we would have such a movement in our country and yet, and still, this whole time later, like, it's not really, ref- there's nothing really reflective of that. We have some things, I'm sorry, and I apologize. We have some things, but as far as as many years as it's been, I, I feel like we should have more. And I thought about it this morning, like, you know, I feel, <laughs> and I could be wrong. I feel like I've done my part. <laughs> oh, I'm doing my part. I feel like I am. I feel like I am doing my part. You know, judging people on the content of their character, not the color of their skin. You understand what I'm saying? I feel like I'm doing my part. You know, um, you know, being everything considered equal at the end of the day, I feel like I'm doing my part. Um you know, standing up for justice and the things that are right, I feel like I'm doing my part. You know, um, aiming to be economically sound and develop, you know, I've, I've aimed to do my part. Even in my, you know, it's my sphere of influence. But again, you know, I realized like there wouldn't have been a movement had there not been people and had they not been motivated and had they not, you know, been, you know, I guess fearless, if you will. And I believe that, you know, it's so deeper than what we perceive it to be. And so we do have to be careful in how we, you know, have this conversation and how we talk about it. And I aim to do that, you know, and for my listeners, for those that's listening, see what I will say and those who's listening is to hear what I'm saying. But there, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. at the latter part, from what I perceived, he had no fear. And although during that time, everything and anything was possibly done to put fear in him. And when I sit and I think about the things that happen,
have to be done and the things that could be done and should be done that you know one would have to have no fear and it's just so easier said than done you know that we have a scripture that we read and we recite and says that the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear but of love and a sound mind you know we say if God be for us who can be against us and those things have to be like solid in our minds and then you say okay well you know it's a big you know you're not like what are you talking about in regards to fear but you have people who fear success who fear you know speaking up and speaking out because they know I know we know that it's going to be met with a lot of confrontation and a lot of hindrances and jealousy and strife and you know just so much stuff icky stuff and so in lieu of them doing anything as such as a movement or anything as such as you know invoke change or anything to stand up for what is right or to say what should be said or what could be said or what ought to be said in a manner that it should be said in a way it should be said they shrink back and I think about there's another scripture and it's in Revelations I want to say Revelations 19 or Revelations 21 I want maybe it's 21 but it says that <clears throat> liars and cowards shall be placed in a lake of fire and I think about who do we fear and I talk about that. I have a podcast about that. Like, you know, there's fear, scary fear, and then there's reverence fear. For the scripture also says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And so he was an extraordinary man, a man nonetheless, a man nonetheless. I, I never you know, people's lifestyles and, you know, the things that people say and all that stuff. For me, personally, with Martin Luther King Jr., his movement overshadowed any negative comments and stuff that I've ever heard about him. And that's just me, you know. Other people can say whatever, everybody's entitled to that. And, you know, that's the thing, like, when you're trying to do something good, and that's another part of it, too. Like, people won't do good because they got some skeletons, and they got some stuff that they don't want to come out, and they already know we going to go deep. Like, we just do all in it. Like, you are not worthy because of this, 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 and this. You know what I'm saying? And you have a lot of people, and that goes towards character. 
And we talk about that too. And so you got people that, you know, they got fetishes and they got secrets and they got certain things that they do that even though they could possibly be, you know, ahead of a movement and make changes that they wouldn't want any of that stuff to come unravel and they don't know if people going to love them for them. They don't love them for the sake of them. Love them for what they doing as opposed to criticize them and scrutinize them for whatever it is garbage that they got in their, you know, in their closet or bones or whatever. And we've seen it with men. You know, and I say particularly men because particularly men have been, you know, leading. You know, we've seen it when they do, you know, good stuff or whatever. And then they have these moments, these fallen moments. And that's why, you know, it's so imperative as we, you know, rear our children and our young people and get them towards taking on leadership positions and, you know, doing stuff to help them to have accountability to be able to safeguard them from some of these things that would cause them to fall or not be selected. Or have them, you know, have to, you know, step aside because again, if they don't, then this dirt is gonna come out. And again, the 60s is so not (laughs) now, it's just not. Cause now you 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 can picture it and it can be in everybody's face. And so we have to be very mindful of that. And then you got, you know, entrapment. You got a couple of things that people like that's the thing. Like the devil don't have no new tricks. None. He don't have no new tricks. It's either sex, money, or looks or something like that. Like, it's always those things. Like, the with the pleasure of life, the joy, something. You, y'all know what they are. I can't think of them right now. But he don't got no new tricks. And when I say Satan, I just mean evil. And I mean just hate and jealousy and strife and bitterness. All of those, hey, all those things that coincide with defeative, defeating somebody or hindering them or preventing them or trying to stop them from doing something good or having a movement or having, you know, enhancing the lives of people oppressed. And the fact of the matter is, oh, well, let's not talk about it because we're not there. You had a lot of people who forgot because, you know, they getting a piece of the pie or because, you know, they good. And then, oh, we, well, we're not going to talk about it again because of fear or because of the circle that I'm in or because of the people I'm around. And I don't want them to know I think like this or I don't want them to know I feel like this or whatever, like Again, it's not going to stop me from doing my job. But for us to act like, you know, all this stuff ain't happening. So what we celebrating? That he got his name on all the boulevards? What we celebrating? 
if we not going to talk about it, what, like, why? That's just like any other holiday. Like, why? Th- like, he got a holiday for a reason. And partly because of, you know, a push behind it. But nonetheless, he, it exists. And so to remember him, and he got a statue. He got statues. He got a statue in London, Westminster. He has a statue in D.C. And I'm sure there's statues of him other places, but those are the only two that I've seen. But when you think, you know what I'm saying? Like, so he did something momentous and so you know I say thank you and the reason why I say thank you is because I've been fortunate living in the United States of America as a natural born citizen as a black woman you know beginning as a female (laughs) but as a black woman my heritage and family is strong you know, to experience what his aim was, what his contribution to society was. I've been fortunate to experience that. And so I don't look at it lightly. I don't take it for granted, you know. And then, you know, his words, his sadegraha, his, the sadegraha was from Gandhi that he took, and that was for the peaceful protest that he had. You know, the nonviolence. That's where that comes from. And so, you know, and of course, you know, you could contribute that to scripture too, you know, like turn the other cheek and stuff like that. And even, you know, those who was opposed to the nonviolence still respected him enough and understood what his attempt was and his attempts were purposeful and they brought on results and I guess I feel like you know we not built like that no more you know and it's I mean it is what it is but then I think about you know the race and how you know because of it and the other races that you know are benefiting thereof because of it and so those are my thoughts on tonight so it's Martin Luther King's weekend because I know Monday is a holiday and everybody will be celebrating or they have it and you get a day off (laughs) thanks Martin you get a day off you know, and for your those that's not getting paid, you still get a day off. But for those that's getting paid, then good. You know, it's all. It is what it is. <sighs> I guess everything being equal. So, imagine my face. 